Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we're broadcasting as usual from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are looking for a bank that you're not going to have to worry about picking up the newspaper on Monday morning and seeing them in the headline, <laughs> Renaissance is the bank for you. They've got a rock-solid balance sheet and very extremely well-managed. But here's the thing. They're a bank that is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but they're small enough to do it in a personal way. And you just can't get that from the big mega banks. So if you're looking for a better banking experience for your business, go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. And by the way, live people answer their phone too, speaking to personal touches. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Kristen Rocco. Kristen is with Kristen Rocco Consulting. Kristen, welcome. Hey, John. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Hey, I'm delighted to have you here. So let's talk about how you're serving folks at Kristen Rocco Consulting. Yeah. So I am a fractional content marketing strategist. I have a consulting business. It's content consulting, content marketing consulting, I guess. And I help my my clients unleash content marketing to fuel their growth engines and grow their businesses. Okay, so for those that don't know what content marketing is, what what do you how how do you define that? Yeah, so content marketing really is a strategic marketing approach, and it's all about creating and distributing highly valuable, relevant, useful content to your target audience. Mm-hmm. And you know, hopefully, with this content, then you attract and engage them so that they want to become a lead and then eventually a customer of your business. Um. Sounds like the trick there is what's useful and relevant, right? Yes. Because <laughs> everybody has a def- different definition of that, right? Yeah. So what I think is really cool about content marketing and mm-hmm. how I eventually got into content marketing mm-hmm. is by really creating and building relationships with mm. with an audience. Yeah. I love being able to understand what they need and, and really have a conversation, a two-way conversation, not just pushing at them content that, you know, is going to you know, force something down their throats, basically, but mm-hmm. actually providing them useful and relevant content that is going to help them make a decision. Right. Um, so that's that's what I love to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you brought it up talking about your journey. Let's talk about that. I mean, what's 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 kind of, what led to you starting your own company? Yeah. Give us the backstory. Gosh, I can't believe I've been in business now for 15 years. Not my own business, but in corporate America for yeah. 15 years, which yeah. when I think back on it, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, how did that happen so fast? <laughs> but I started um, my career in PR, actually. Oh. Um, and, you know, as PR and marketing and, you know, this kind of space has evolved. I've just slowly found my way into content marketing over the years. But basically, the whole theme is about storytelling, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, being able to pull out these really cool stories and share them with people who might be interested in them. And so that's what I've been doing my entire career. I even founded a love storytelling company called Love Notary. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and this is a company with a, you know, that I really felt like 
um, you know, people in the wedding or, you know, who were engaged and, um, were going through that milestone moment in their time should be offered the opportunity to share their love stories and document those love stories. So I started a business to help them do that. Um, about, oh, I don't know, eight, seven, eight years ago now. Yeah. And, um, and so I guess like storytelling has always been in my bones. It's something I love doing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, after that, I became the director of communications, then the direct senior director of content marketing. Um, and I've really, you know, in these corporate roles I've had, I've been really focused on, uh, you know, starting these, these functions, these content marketing functions from the ground up mm -hmm. and helping these companies really, um, use and utilize content marketing to grow their businesses. Oh, Terrific. So what led to your decision to leave corporate America and start your own business? Yeah, well, I think my story might be similar to a lot of people's story in that, you know, the recessionary environment, mm -hmm. I was laid off. Mm. And, um, and that was the best thing that could have happened to me, though, because I love, uh, you know, doing, obviously, you can tell I love doing what I do. But I also love working with a variety of clients. Mm -hmm. And I spent the first eight years of my career in agency life. So, you know, I really kind of got a feel for working with a lot of different clients and that's what I love to do. So I was like, oh, there's nothing better for me to do than to go into consulting on my own mm -hmm. and bring all of the, you know, expertise that I've built over 15 years to a variety of different clients. So now I work with like start anywhere from startups to mid to uh, mid-sized enter uh, enterprises and then large organizations as well. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, so talk about, let, let's give some advice out there to people because yeah. there are a lot of folks coming out of corporate right now. These times are unsettled mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, give, give advice to those that are coming out of corporate, want to start their own business. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I really think you have to kind of do some soul searching initially, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, figure out the best way you can help the, you know, the market or the audience that you're serving. And if you want to start your own business, it's about finding the who's <laughs> mm. that might be an interesting way to put it. But, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people focus in on the how, you know, how do I, um, incorporate my business? How do I find my clients? How, you know, all of these questions about the how, but I think, you know, building and growing a business really comes to the vision and how you want to help you know, whatever it is that you feel like is your unique, you know, meeting the unique need in the market and your vision for what you want to do and why. Yeah. And when you're really, really focused in on that, the how comes kind of naturally as you start putting one foot in front of the other and you start finding the other who's in your life that can help you understand what to do to get to, you know, the next step and the next step and the next step. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, uh, that's, Good advice, I think. Very good advice. So, um, Kristen, let's talk a little bit more about your work at your own consulting firm. So, um, you call yourself a fractional marketing consultant or a fractional content marketing mm -hmm. consultant. So, for those that don't know that term, explain what that means. Yeah. I To me, it's a little bit of a fancy word for consultant, but with the added layer of senior level mm -hmm. with deep domain expertise. Mm. So a lot of people may have heard of fractional, um, 
the fractional term attached to like CFO mm-hmm. or CMO or I think you even said sales. Yeah. Um, so it really is about, you know, hiring somebody who's independent of a company but has that senior level domain expertise yep. that can help you achieve your goal or help you even strategize around your goal in that particular area and get to get to the results faster than maybe um, hiring on, you know, somebody more junior level or just functional. So for example, uh, to write a blog or a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really, it's, it's easy to start firing off post. Right. Exactly. It's another thing to have some strategy behind it to to really know what, what direct- you're doing and why. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It, uh, to put it bluntly, absolutely. Um, um, so let's let's talk about how you develop that strategy. Um, so what yeah. um, a client comes to you. They may or may not have some existing campaign or some existing strategy. Mm-hmm. Talk about the steps you go through. Yeah, I love to help people visualize this. And so I, I like to think of it as three consent, concentric circles. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so one is competitor, um, one is audience, and then one is your own business strategy. And where those concentric circles meet is where your ideal content strategy lives. Mm. So when you, you know, it's really important to analyze all of these three areas to really find where you can um, meet the market need and also create your differentiation strategy. Um, And so, you know, competitor research, looking at, you know, your top competitors uh, and then also, um, you know, your audience research, looking at your any surveys that you may have collected from your audience using different technology and tools to help you learn more about your audience. Mm -hmm. And then of course your business strategy, you know, your business strategy um, may change over the, over time. And so there's a good need to reevaluate your, your strategy as well to make sure that everything is in line. Once you take all of these into account, the um, the content strategy kind of falls out from there. Yeah. So where did your clients have the biggest trouble here as you have this diagnostic? What, what, what's, what, what are the biggest issues you have to walk them through? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think every, every business is different. So it's really hard for me to just answer that as a one size fits all. Yeah. Um, but I do think that a lot of businesses get into the problem of, of commoditizing themselves or, you know, just, um, being another solution in the sea of different solutions that do the same thing. Mm. And so I think content strategy can really help you stand out from the crowd and identify what's uniquely you. Um, how do you create your unique brand voice? Um, what, uh, what, is, what is the true why behind what you're doing? Mm-hmm. How are you meeting a psychological need of your audience that's going to let them know that you understand them better than any of the competitors? Um, so I think those are some of the challenges that businesses today have. Yeah, you know, I, I would think that one of the issues that you have in trying to help people understand effective content marketing is to help them understand that it is about relationships. It's not about shouting mm-hmm. um, because your voice um, will never be the loudest. Because, um, and so, and, and it doesn't resonate anyway, even if your voice is the loudest, it doesn't resonate with people. And mm-hmm. so I would think that would be the biggest 
Yes. One of the bigger issues anyway. Yes. It's about understanding that your audience isn't going to make a decision to work with you based on, you know, you just uh, shouting out them what you think they need to know. You need to meet them in the middle with an understanding that you, that with, to, to show them that, that you understand what problems they face and um, that, you know, you, your company you know, is best equipped to help them solve those specific challenges. Um, and it's not, it's not about, you know, every, you know, message you put out there saying, work with me, work with me, work with me. It's building that, what I love to call the know, like, and trust factor. I suppose it's not just what I like to say. It's, you know, kind of an industry industry term, right? But it's building that know, like, and trust factor that you're putting out, as I said in the beginning, useful, relevant, and authentic communication and content to help them along in their buying journey. Um, so, So that's, you know, a lot of businesses, I think, probably do have some problems too around thinking a little bit too much me first and not audience first. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Kristen Rocco is with us, folks. Kristen is uh, the head of her own firm, runs her own firm called Kristen Rocco Associates, and she's a fractional marketing consultant, fractional content marketing consultant. So let's let's talk about the the symptoms, maybe the the, the problems that businesses have that they need to identify that makes them think. I need to call Kristen. Mm. She can help solve our problems. What are those symptoms? I think there's four different types of symptoms as you're calling them or reasons why, you know, businesses call me for support. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, and and one is, is just purely that they need to augment their marketing team. Mm. You know, they, um, they, you know, are growing and they know that they want to grow faster or they want to grow better, create better relationships with their audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they may have, you know, some people working on their team, but they need to augment it with somebody who can bring that expertise at a higher level to help them get ahead faster. Um, so that's one, right? And, and then the, the, the next one is I work with agencies as well, marketing and, and PR and advertising agencies, who also deliver strategy to their clients, but of course their businesses grow and sometimes they don't, you know, they don't hire quick enough to, you know, support all the need that their business has. So they'll bring on a consultant like me to help game plan and strategize for their clients. Right. I already talked a little bit about startups um, who, you know, are focused initially on creating that MVP (laughs) and finding product market fit. And so, you know, their first few hires are around product development and operations, um, sales, uh, to get, (laughs) to get those beta clients and customers. Right. And so the minute that they find traction or they've got, maybe now they've raised money and they're like, okay, I got to scale this thing. They quickly need some marketing support to help them do that. And, you know, I wanted to make the point, too, that um, while content marketing is its own function, and as I defined it earlier, um, it has its unique value, I actually think content marketing is marketing. Because, you know, even in our conversation before we started this interview, it's all about relationship building. Yeah. Right? And that, and content marketing is the way that you build relationships with your customers. 
um, you, you said it best, like you can't just shout at them. Right. Mm. And so it, it, it is about then, okay, how do we, um, layer in messaging at every phase of the funnel to help them come to know, like, and trust us. And then to educate them on, you know, our solution and then, um, to prove to them that we're the best fit for them. So, um, so, and then we're meeting them in all of these different various distribution channels. So we've got social media, we've got PPC, we've got display ads, email, and all of that is content. Right. And it's like, we don't, you know, maybe, uh, your display ad, um, you know, because it sits at the top of the funnel, shouldn't be a buy now message because they don't even know you. So those are the things that content marketers really take into account mm-hmm. to help these businesses strategize how to create the best marketing for their, all, you know, the full funnel that they have to convert these um, these prospects into customers. Let's talk specifically about startups because something occurs to me is 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 you've talked about your work with startups. Mm-hmm. Um, we see more than a few startups that they make have claimed to do customer discovery, but it's really mm-hmm. something that occurred on a whiteboard inside their conference room, right? It really wasn't doing a lot of talking to customers. Mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. uh, how someone like you should be brought in before <laughs> before you get to the product, right? Before that product is ready to, to be sold. Um, to help exactly. with that MVP um, uh, diagnosis that you're, that you're trying to get to, right? What, th- give me your thoughts on that. I agree with you 100%. I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> I also know that... Um, you know, startups face unique challenges and, and, you know, just needing to, to get quick traction on what they're, what they're doing. Um, but you're right, John, when I, you know, go, go into any pitch meeting with a potential client, I am trying to sell strategy first Mm -hmm. because that's the way that you're going to find, it might be a little bit more process, um, than just, you know, getting something out, out there that can be seen initially, but it's the way that you're going to create the soundest approach to go to market. Right. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you're right. When I um, you know, am in audience research, I am doing user interviews, right? right? Um, I'm talking to the sales team. You know, what are some of the biggest objections that um, your users are having to your products with your, you know, with whatever you're offering and how do you overcome those objections? Mm. Um what competitor, what competitor's name most comes up, uh, when you're trying to sell, uh, you know, your products and services and why do you think that competitor is coming up as much and how is your product unique and different from that competitor? So there's a lot of evaluation and analysis that has to go into making the right decisions around how to create the content that you eventually bring to market. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I would, um, um, well, again, I would dare say that, that you, when people look at you and, and startups look at you and think, uh, content marketing, you're, you're further down the chain in terms of their, uh, or down the timeline, better way, better said in terms of their development, in terms of when to bring you in, but there's a big case to be made for earlier rather than later. 
could save them a lot of money. Yeah, I think I think content marketing, and I'm excited about this, is getting a lot of respect in the you know overarching marketing function and area. I think people really you don't have to convince. Um, people of the value of content marketing as much as you used to when it was kind of a new function on the scene about 10 years ago. Right. Um, I think now people understand that, you know, content is a really important piece of the, um, of, of marketing in general. And, and, and this is why mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because the, the, Buyer's journey is more fragmented than ever, and it happens dig- more digitally than ever before. So, especially in B two B businesses, but even in B two C businesses, um, your buyers are looking at at least three, if not more, pieces of content. Typically, it's between three to seven pieces of content before they're even picking up the phone to have a conversation. So, if you're not meeting them in their journey with the right messaging and the right, you know content that they need to help inform their decision, you're not going to get that sale because they're going to their competitors when they're, you know, they're typing into Google, you Mm -hmm. know, how do I, how, how, how do I, how, how does this, you know, help my problem or this is my problem. And then, you know, your solution comes up. Um, so the B2B buyer's journey and B2C buyer's journey, it's just way more fragmented than ever before. Where, whereas in the old days, you know, people would just pick up the phone and make a phone call and you had a salesperson on the other line doing the conversation and helping them understand how they could help them. Now it's all online. And so content has become more important than ever before. In fact, I just read a study that content consumption is up 19% even over last year. Is up nineteen yes. percent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting because there's so much more content too, right? Yes. So, um, so it's interesting that consumption is up because at a certain point you would think people um, out there consuming this content would be a little overwhelmed and might maybe even pull back a little bit, right? Yeah, it's true. I do think there is a little bit of overwhelm. And I think that's why um, producing different content formats is really helpful as well. Mm. Because I think, you know, a blog may help introduce a topic to an audience. um, But that webinar is really going to help them understand the nuances of the topic, Mm -hmm. right? And so there are, you know, different, different ways to look at content and delivering content. Um, that's going to help reduce that overwhelm because I'm a consumer too. And I Google and on a topic and sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what this is all about. (laughs) But then, you know, uh, people get crafty about how they learn new material, right? right? And so have you taken an educational course, for example, to learn about, well, I'm learning about Google Analytics 4 right now, and I'm taking a course to learn about that. This is all content distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are all the different you know things that, that strategists think through in order to make sure that your audience is getting exactly what they need from you. Yeah, yeah. Kristen Rocco with, is with us, folks. Uh, Kristen Rocco Consulting, she's the founder uh, and uh, the chief Fractional marketing <laughs> consultant, right? I love it. Yeah. Um, let, I'm curious. Uh, I mean, there's a, a huge ease of entry into your business, right? I mean, lots of uh, marketing 
consultants out there? What makes you different? What do you think? That's a really good question, John. And yeah, (laughs) you're right. There's a lot of us out there. I don't actually look at it though, as, um, a bad thing. You know, I think that, uh, I think that there's there's room for everybody in this space. And you're asking me what makes me different. You know, I'm just really great at strategy. Mm. Um, I have been my entire life, even when I was 26, you know, I got promoted so quickly because I could quickly see all the trends. You know, I was actually working um, in a PR function at that time and had multiple clients and they're, you know, all telling me their unique entrepreneurial stories. And these, I used to work for, with franchise brands as a niche. Mm, okay. And we, I would see all of these trends from the different franchise brands that were kind of true across the board. And I would put all this together in a trend story, pitch the media and get wall street journal to want to write about it. Mm. So I just have this unique eye for strategic development and helping my clients think about ideas that they may not never have thought about or known just because also too, I've got 15 years experience doing this. So I have that, um, that previous experience and knowledge of what works and what doesn't work. The other thing I do that I think is unique and different is I'm a data driven content strategist. Mm -hmm. So I look at all the data, your Google analytics. Like I said, I go deep into audience research, competitor research. I'm looking at like, you know, SEO um, and crafting, you know, content that is also going to help you rank for SEO. So I think where I kicked off and said my unique differentiation is just being super, super strategic. And, um, you know, I'm not with a McKinsey, no offense to the the big four. Oh, come on. Let's offend them. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think that's that's also a really big benefit for companies, especially, um, you know, smaller businesses, startups, um, you know, those those consulting firms are really expensive. And my knowledge and experience is is as relevant and as on par as those big four firms are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be bold. I like that. We're going. We're going. We're going to talk boldness here in a second, folks. Um, um, I would think one of your differentiating points, though, is your corporate background. Because yeah, because when you when you talk about the value of your your strategic eye, if you will, mm-hmm. um, certainly there's some of that that's intrinsic to you. But you've got a background in that. Right. That and you bring that corporate. Um, because that's one thing great corporations are really good at. You worked at a really good one um, that they're really good at looking at their markets strategically Correct. when maybe mm. smaller businesses don't necessarily have that same discipline, right? Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. It's true. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy for us to kind of overlook some of the things other people can see in our backgrounds. And you're absolutely right. I mm-hmm. think, you know, my corporate experience and working for a lot of different brands has helped me gather so much diversity of experience that I can bring to the table mm-hmm. and see all of the different approaches that come together to make something, make marketing work for companies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking of boldness, you've launched a podcast. We love podcasters. Imagine that here at Business Radio, <laughs> Business Radio X. Uh, your podcast is called Bold Moves. How did you know? Yeah. Okay, let's talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, so I lost. I lost. I launched my podcast mm-hmm. um, about two months ago, and I launched it uh, based on a hypothesis that um, people who are decisive and create 
courageous, mm-hmm. um, are the most satisfied and fulfilled in their lives. Mm. And I really wanted to dig deeper into how people define their own paths. Um, you know, a little bit too, you know, I'm on this journey as well about trying to define my own path right now. And I think over time, I've, we were all on that journey um, and taking various zigs and zags to do that. And I just want to encourage and inspire people to, um, you know, be bold. And I don't mean be bold by the, you know, taking huge, large, monumentous steps or, or dreams in their lives. But being bold can just be listening to your inner voice mm. and doing what it is that you want to do, um, not influenced by by other people, but following your own path and your own dreams. So my guests are, you know, these people who have done um, pretty cool things and, you know, paved their own paths. Mm-hmm. I've talked to many different business owners, but even on the personal side of life as well, people who um, I'm interviewing coming up, somebody who lives off grid um, in Arizona and is a, 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 he leads his own hiking company for the Grand Canyon. Mm. Um, so again, it's just, I want to inspire people that we can do so many cool things in life if we just listen to what it is we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a, a great concept. The strategy of your show, pardon that pun. Um, <laughs> Let's tell tell everybody where you can find it. The usual podcast apps. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Bold moves. How did you know? It's on all the different podcast apps. And you know, I know um, for businesses listening in, you know, there's a lot of uh, I, I have a lot of founders and owners of businesses on the podcast. And I think one of the things about um, I'm very inspired by entrepreneurs. And you know, one of the challenges that I think entrepreneurs have is working um, in their businesses not as much on their businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's something there about being bold too, is how do you kind of step outside of the everyday to think about and broaden your vision for your business to take that next bold move in your business? Um, So I think it's relevant for everybody and I'm excited for people to check it out. Yeah, that's terrific. Well, as we wind down here, I'd love to hear you uh, tell us about a success story in your uh, practice in your journey that helps folks uh, understand the great work that you do. Yeah, thanks, John. I appreciate that. I've been thinking about this a little bit, and I already touched on it, uh, but I have two that come to mind. And so the first one is about launching Love Notary. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> so as I, you know, started to say, I had this vision that you know engaged couples or really anybody um, should have their love stories documented. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know down the road, fifty years, you're not going to remember all the great details around how you came together and what your love story was all about in those beginning phases. We watch all of these shows on TV and movies, and we're, we fall in love with love stories everywhere except for our own. And so I just thought there was a place in history for people to share their own love stories. And I'm counting this as a success story because I found I founded you know a, a unique business never done before in a completely new niche, the wedding industry, mm-hmm. right? And um, so it was a little bit disruptive, and and also how am I supposed to get a message out about a need people don't even know that they have? Mm. And <laughs> yeah. 
And that's where, you know, my PR, my marketing and my content marketing background really helped me get traction for this new business. Mm -hmm. So um, I was able to work with 50 clients in my first year and a half from all around the world. Wow. English speaking. Yeah. Working on my Spanish. Okay. Um, (laughs) So from Hong Kong, Australia, Hawaii, UK, and of course, right here in the United States. Um, So... I think that was a huge success um, and something that I was able to kind of generate out, speaking of bold moves, just generate out of my idea and a vision. And then the second one I would say is, and I I didn't do a great job of explaining this at the beginning, but, you know, I have been hired um, at several different companies uh, to uh, build a function, a functional area. Mm-hmm. And that was certainly true at my last company, as you mentioned, Fortune 500 uh, financial technology company that I worked for. I was hired as the first um, content marketing director there. And, uh, you know, with the mission of, of you know, how do we bring more prospects into our funnel through using content? And, um, you know, it did put together all the strategy and, and was able to, you know, create their, their digital publication, the newsletter. I created all of the social media channels and helped, you know, uh, figure out what the distribution strategy would be for the social media channels and the right content for those channels. But I also created their marquee content marketing campaign of the year Mm. around a trends report. Right. Um, because, you know, again, just looking at and, digging into the data to to see what the audience was really resonating with. And what I saw was that um, the audience was loving this trends, trends blog article that we wrote. And then I, you know, had some conversations internally with the team. I think we should make this bigger than, than just a blog article. We should make this a full-blown report. And so then, of course, it became a very collaborative effort with, with several, you know, other team members, in fact, the entire marketing team to, to make it its kind of pillar content piece over the year. And now it is the number one, um, marketing campaign that's run all year. Oh, wow. Congratulations yeah, on that. Thank you. So, that's wonderful. Well, Kristen, this has been great. I can't imagine there aren't some folks that, um, out there that, uh, wouldn't want to be in touch with you after hearing, uh, the great story you've told about your journey and, how you're helping folks. So let's um, give them directions on how they can find you. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's simple. They can find me at kristenrocco.com. Easy enough. kristenrocco.com. Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, rocco.com. That's right. Thank you. Terrific. And look for her podcast, Bold Moves, How Did You Know? on all the major podcast apps. Kristen Rocco, thank you so much for coming in. This has been fun and Congratulations on the great work you're doing. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a quick thought for you. If you're having dysfunction in your business, in that back office where there are administrative tasks that are piling up that uh, you're not getting around to doing, where you've got bookkeeping issues, or um, maybe you've got a presentation that needs to be prepared and you haven't even opened up PowerPoint yet. Well, I've got a suggestion for you. It involves picking up the phone and calling Chief Executive Angel Essie Escobedo. Essie and her team of angels do terrific work. I know this myself because I use their services. Um, they help leverage your effort as a small business owner to to 
help you create a successful business so that you're working in the part of the business that where you need to be working, which is with clients and with prospects for your business, as opposed to working on uh, the back office. So they send, they've got a whole team of angels that fly in, they fly out, uh, get the work done and, and um, lend a hand when needed. And, and they take off when it's finished. So, um, and they work on an ongoing or as needed basis. So if that's something that's of interest, I would encourage you to go to officeangels.us, but I would uh, say, just give Essie a call, 770-442-9246. Tell her I sent you and uh, explain what your problem is and uh, talk it through with her. That's the best way to do it. She's fantastic. She does great work. And a couple quick uh, items of note before we leave you. Um, I've got a book coming out this year. It's called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. Uh, if you like updates on that book as we, uh, they come out, uh, you can go to pricevaluejourney.com and sign, out for those, uh, sign up for those updates. You can also get a link to our podcast of the same name, which covers topics around pricing and value. It's called The Price and Value Journey. Um, so there's that. And also thank you to our audience. Uh, you, our listener, you are fantastic. And one of the reasons you're fantastic because you supported us for seven years and, um, we're very grateful for that, but you support us in a, a couple of specific ways. You subscribe to the show, but you also share the show. And we're really grateful for that because we're looking to highlight great business leaders like Kristen who do great work and that work deserves to be found. So you help us help them get found, and we're grateful for that as we try to fulfill our mission to be the voice of business in North Fulton. So for my guest, Kristen Rocco, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.